Cooney. What? <laughs> I want all y'all to know out there that this boy of mine, this youngest boy of mine, is a not head. How? <laughs> you, you are a not head. <laughs> I wish I could explain the conversation we just had before we hit record. <laughs> but there is no explaining it, son. There's not. There's no explaining it at all. You are not head. <laughs> no, I'm not. Has anybody just come up to you and say, Dad, blast it, son. You are not head. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to death. Okay. But you're, sti- <laughs> but you're still a not head. What have you been doing? I know you ain't been working because I was at work today and I didn't see you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I went to school today. First, my last first day of school, senior year, baby. What I meant to break it down. All all the girls post on their Instagram senior season, but they do season S Z N. Right. So senior season, baby. Senior season. Senior season. So, what's what's uh what are you looking forward to, senior year? Getting out. You don't go but a half a day. Yeah, I know. Oh, you go to work. Yeah, pretty sweet. You thinking on your further education? I thought about it. Vocational school, technical school, college. Probably won't go to college. Right. Might might go to a trade school, maybe. Well, probably yeah. not. Now now's the time to to figure it out, boy. Probably won't go to a school, really. Now's the time to figure it out. Probably won't. Why not? I don't want to go back to another school. Well, you might you might decide to take. I'm going to take a year off and think and pray on it. Figure it out. Mm, maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. You know, we never know. The Lord will show you, son. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. be, be obedient. Operation Hornet. Break it down, Cooney. Operation Hornet. So we start with our initial assault. Our initial well, assault bre- was... Break it down in and of the fashion. Somebody that may not know what we're talking about will okay. understand. You have to let me start the story. You have to up your podcasting game. Okay? You interrupted me before I even got my story started. You didn't even know where I was going to go. Break it down. So we have hornets. Had hornets. At our house. Up under the house. Sort of, kind of. They built the they've built their nest down in the cinder blocks of the house. So we've launched this series called the Hornet Assault, where we've tried to kill these hornets. Our initial assault was for me to come around the back of the house with a water hose, Daddy to come around the front of the house with hornet spray, and we would annihilate said hornets. Right. In fear of the water blowing the back of the nest out. And the hornet's been able to escape and annihilate us. There was no fear, brother. That was common sense. You were scared. Don't get it twisted. You that were scared. Was, that was common sense. That no, was your fear. The last I thing ate those hornets out of the sky. The, the last thing I wanted was for not head Cooney to really have his head knotted up. No. So my thought was, if you blew too much water in the nest. You'd blow the back of the nest out, 
those hornets what exited the back of the nest wouldn't get the hornet spray and they would come from all angles just busting us up right yeah because we was how was we dressed we had on two me and you had on each piece of puffy carhartt jacket right and you had on some wintertime work gloves winter and that was it yeah and uh, so so we aborted the thought of using the water hose and instead of you having a water hose you had a flashlight yeah and then you all and you had the horn spray so we both come around the front side of the house shine the light till you got over there and then when you started your assault with hornet spray i turned the light off and you just let it eat sprayed three quarters of that can of hornet spray right big, that, the big can too 20 percent more is what it says right big boy so we annihilate this hornet's nest with this hornet spray so we, and, and that stuff foamed up like it, it did it foamed up about four inches high in a space that was what 12 to 14 inches long yeah just about yeah and it couldn't because there's a screen in front of that vent the only real good open spot was right there at the nest mm-hmm. so it didn't like come around and just teetotal encapsulate the nest it was all in the front mm-hmm. about four inches high foamy so we're spraying it with this hornet spray and about three quarters of the cannon what do you think we sprayed about 30 seconds worth yeah probably probably 30 seconds and just one comes crawling up through the foam that's our cue to get back in the house we ain't playing around no more so we run back in the house we'll check it the next day we checked it the next day they right back doing their normal thing steadily coming in and out steadily son i mean they just getting it so right like nothing ever happened no nah. yeah so it, we we trying to get this done so we can weed eat and mow the grass on the side of the house because I know what's going to happen if you go beside that nest with a lawnmower. They're going to and possibly light a, you up. and possibly a weed eater. They would light you up. I was more worried about the lawnmower than I was the weed eater, but yeah, because that weed eater we got it very loud that Dewalt battery powered one. Yeah, it ain't that bad, but you never know. But yeah. I was worried the vibration from that lawnmower would set them off and say it's on son so anyway we come up with a plan to figure out exactly where the hole is on this hornet's nest we're trying to gain some intel yeah yeah trying to get inside of enemy base and gain intel right so we've got this dove tree that we've made since daddy decides that spending money is not something he's real big on when why would i spend money when i can just make the version of it that's 20 pounds heavier <laughs> hey hey how old is that dove tree now now what the dove tree is it's about it's a little over eight foot long and it goes in the ground and you can put dove decoys on the top while you're on the dove field and they come they're like whoa cuz there's old harry pete and bo bo cephas let's go holler at them and the doves come to you and you you give them that smoke, son. 
So anyways, we got this eight-foot dove tree that weighs 20 pounds and one you'd buy at the store and takes up twice as much. Did rent. you not like my description of the dove tree? I mean, you just totally blew it off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Why are you upset about the dove tree? Because we should have just paid the $20 to buy the one that bags up into a little bitty bag we carry with us. Not one I got to have a team of 17 Navy SEALs behind me to help carry it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, uh. So we've got this eight-foot dove tree with an eight-foot two-meter trim screwed into the end of it with the GoPro selfie stick that extends about two and a half, three foot long, electrical taped around the end of it. No, we had a bungee cord wrapped around it that time. So we hit it on down through there. We've got it propped up on this swing we got outside, using it for propping it up. Yeah. So daddy can move it back and forth and up and down and side to side. And I've got the GoPro hooked up to my phone and I'm guiding it. So we get we get there and we're, we're looking at it. We get we get some good footage of them coming in and out. They would come out and swarm the GoPro. They'd never land on it. Yeah, I found that to be interesting. But they would just they just come out and fly around it. Just right. kind of buzz around, do that little dancey dance. Right. And uh, so we got some pretty good photo. Yeah, I call that photo video. Right. So w- we got to see the actual entrance of the nest and where the precise location was. Yep. We had originally tried to put a ninety degree angle on the GoPro stick and use d- just the dove tree to come right on the corner of the house, but they they would swarm so much right there and it's just too close it was just too close i knew i figured i was about to get ate up we tried it three or four times but it was just too chancy so now that we know where the enemy's entrance is we must now attack them from the entrance so daddy has the idea we have a squirt bottle that we use when we grill to keep the flames down it's like a like a bottle of restaurant would put ketchup in yeah it's just yes not a squirt bottle, Squ- I, just a squeeze bottle. I think we, pro- we probably got it left over when we had the restaurant or something. Right, right. So we put soapy water in that, and then Daddy had the hornet spray. And his theory was that the, the water would help the hornet spray go down into the nest more. Right. Plus help weigh the wings down on the hornet so they couldn't fly out. With the soap being With in With the there. soap, yeah. Right. So... Here it is, 10 o'clock at night again, pitch black. I've got this little light again. We shine it. We, we suited up back in we our, got our We got our professional grade gear on. Carhartt jackets. Man, they need to make an Animal Planet show about us. Wow. Called the Buzz Boys. No. Why not? Call Cornbread Knothead. No. Yeah. We don't want to call it that. <laughs> but, uh, so boom, we, we had lots of salt at, our, at 10 o'clock. I'm spraying this soapy water. I mean, right in the hole. He's spraying the hornet spray right in the hole. 45 seconds worth of spraying. And it's just no and, hornets. And it's not foaming up like it, it did before. And it's all going in the nest. So it's 45 minutes of uh, destruction. 45 seconds. 45 seconds of destruction just hitting these hornets right in the head. Right. So we... Do that until we run out of hornet spray and soapy water. Go back in the house. We'll check it tomorrow. Go out there. No hornets. Well, there was that woman flying around. 
Right. And then we, we left it alone for a couple of days. Maybe he'll abandon, go rebuild somewhere else. Saturday, we go out there and we're looking. We probably stand by that thing two or three minutes just checking it out, studying it. And then this one hornet just crawls up out of there and was like, yo, what up, y'all? Y'all want to come on in and have a barbecue? Right. So uh, we back up. And uh, we didn't really do nothing else to it. And I went over there tonight, take pictures of it. No hornets or nothing. Yeah, we checked it Saturday. And uh, there was one hornet flying and one hornet coming out of the nest. Yeah. And when we checked it today... It uh, ain't nothing going on. Mm-mm. So, I believe we have extracted the enemy from the base. Right. I think they've abandoned it, the ones that did live. So, we they, won the war. There was five or six dead outside of it. Yeah. Two or three laying dead inside the entrance. Entrance slash exit. The Great Hornet Battle of 2021 was won. Yeah. Great defeat. You didn't get stung. Nobody got stung. I didn't get stung. Zero zero casualties or fatalities on our side. Right. All casualties on their side. Yeah. Now you can cut the grass at will. I already did. But you, you're going to have to cut it again. Why? Probably this weekend. Why? Because it's going to rain this week. Yeah, it is. And let me ask you this. How come every time you cut grass... You blow grass into the driveway. It's just my way of doing things. That irks my hide. How many times do I got to say, Cooney, quit blowing grass in the driveway? It's just grass. It ain't going to hurt none. Cooney, quit blowing grass in the driveway. Now that you've said that, I'm going to blow grass in the driveway next time. I'm going to put so many knots on your head. You just, you watch. No. Do it again. So anyways, we won the Great Hornet Assault of 2021. Believe that. We are victors. I told you we would get rid of them. Yeah, and we did. You know how many people said, oh, y'all going to get ate up. Y'all going to get ate up. Just some more of that, that daddy stuff, you know. Well, I'll pay somebody to get rid of them. We can do that at the house. The, hey, that's well, I'll just. pay for that dove tree. We can make that. The, we, tr- we recorded this episode on Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday. And uh, somehow we had a technical difficulty or technical mishap. When Cooney put it on the computer for us to listen to it uh, for just a tidbit. And then uh, somehow or another, unbeknownst to us, it erased. Yeah, gone. I don't know how Cooney did it. But it's erased. Cooney don't know how Cooney did it. But we had a guest. We did. And, and everything. But no worries. We'll be able to have him back on uh, multiple times. Oh, yeah. So For sure. getting back to what you said, some more of that daddy stuff. Let's talk about it. Like I told you, the uh, the... If I tell you a duck can pull a truck, don't ask no questions. Hook him up. Really? I'm your daddy. If I say it'll happen, it'll happen. You hear me? 
ain't gonna feed you no bull crap boy if i say we can get rid of the hornets that's because we can get rid of the hornets i will say we've made a, a lot of good memories by doing stuff ourselves instead of just paying for it oh yeah like i remember that that shelf we built mama in the kitchen put all of her canned goods and stuff on she wanted to buy one that's no no we'll make one i bet we worked on that shelf all a whole weekend from daylight to dark every day just a good old farm house type looking shelf primitive looking that thing. shelf weighs about a hundred pounds more than any shelf you'll ever buy. Your mama wanted a new headboard. I'm making a new headboard. Yeah, that's still a project going on. But I'm, hey, I'm close. I got it painted. Yeah, and all you gotta do is mount it. Now all I gotta do is mount it. And it'll be set. I like doing stuff like that. You painted the dressers too. It ain't about being a cheapskate. It's about if you can do it, why not do it? Like the doghouse we had for Mama Dog. Yeah. Why buy one? We build. We actually built a doghouse that was actually, once once we got it put in there, was actually the exact same size as the dog kennel. Yeah. Across, and it was a really tight fit to get it in there. Yeah. And that thing was heavy. Yeah. Th- if you was to buy that doghouse somewhere, it'd be three, four hundred bucks. That thing was that durable. You know, it's still holding up. Yeah. I, I just like to do stuff. The only problem is, is that it's usually on the spur of the moment, and when we need to do, when we're needing it right then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> I never have any projects that take time. Like, like I've got a a good amount of time to do it. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't consider nothing we do wooden working. Like I didn't decide to build the headboard until until we decided to redo the master bedroom. You know what I mean? And you didn't start building the headboard until you were almost completely done well, with the bedroom. <laughs> well, it's because I was redo. I was in the process of redoing the bedroom. At least you didn't have to do no nightstands. Y'all bought nightstands. Yeah, but I could have made them. <laughs> I could have made them. I could only imagine what those things would end up looking like. Come on, man. My stuff looks pretty good. i give you that. It, it looks okay. No, it looks pretty good. I'll say that that shelf is a family heirloom. I'm going to say that. The shelf is? Yeah. It's, you, it's a farm-style type shelf. That's something you got to keep in the family. Well, I'm not moving it again. <laughs> I'm not moving it. The only way I'm going to move that shelf is if the floor starts sagging. And with as heavy as that thing is, coming soon. How much you think that thing weighs? I, I, I bet it weighs... 100 to 120 pounds. No, it weighs more than that. No. Oh, yeah. It ain't like that heavy. Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. It ain't nothing but two before some pallet wood. No, absolutely. It's heavier than that. Really? Oh, yeah. It's got three shelves on it. It's got the, the very bottom, then the middle, and the top. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it probably does weigh more than it's that. It's got four shelves. It's got three. Yeah, it's heavy. Well, speaking of spending money... Speaking of spending money, this this question slash conversation mm. that, that we've had two times already. That well, we had it on the on the podcast we tried to record and uh, or we did record and had to mix up. Was inspired by our good friend Jeff Forster. 
when we was having a conversation last week, and it's, I want to get your perspective. Now, follow me. I'm following. And, and converse, talk to me okay. while, while we're talking about this. Okay. On money, what is your general thought right off the bat of money? A 17-year-old boy. How do you how do you see money as far as spending money, saving money? I think it's good to save money, right? And I think it's good to spend money. Okay, I really do. Can you articulate on either one of those, or you just, that's what I think? Well, if you say because it's good to save money, because if you save money, you're always going to have it no matter what. If you, if you if you save money and your car battery goes out in your car. You got the money to pay for it. You ain't got to worry about getting up some money real quick. Right. But it's also good to spend money because you don't want it's – hard, it's hard for me to explain, but you don't want that – you don't want to be the guy that's real stingy with all your money. Right. You You don't uh, want to be seen as the, the Scrooge of the situation, right. I would say. It's good to save, good to share money. I know that. Right. Good to help have – if you can to help others with it, yeah. Not that it takes money to help others, but you're saying you know that's uh definitely like, something you want to be able to do. Like when we went down to when we went down to Panama City, we were all sitting there in a Captain Anderson's, and uh, I was like, "Dang, this this food's really expensive." And old Greg looks over, he goes, Psh, "It's just money. You can always make more money." I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Right. I, mean, I never thought about it like that, but right. you're right. Well, can can you correlate, you know, materialistic items? Do you do you think of them the same way? Right. I mean, it's kind of, sort of. I mean, like all these pictures we've got hanging up in here. These are materialistic items that I yeah. have. Right. I don't. I don't ever see where where one of these pictures I have would help somebody. But that signed Alabama picture of the band Alabama, yeah, that you say is yours. That's mine. No, that's mine. That is mine. Let me tell you something. I'm about tired of you saying that. When that's I go yours. out there in the garage and I dig it out of a box and I hang it up in my room, that's mine, son. So though these are pit, though you know they're your materials that. What value do they actually hold to you? I don't. I mean, I reckon the only value they really hold is some sentimental value. But right. Other than that, I mean, there's no really monetary value in any of it for me. Right. Most of this stuff I bought at an auction for two dollars fifty cents in a box lot. Right. Well, you're. I mean, you're not. Do you? Do you think, man? I'm gonna hold on to these. Ain't nobody gonna get them. I do. Like this Hank Williams Jr. picture we have and that Conway Twitty clock Gingall gave me. Well, well yeah, my, Mama gave you that. I can understand that. But they're not. I mean, you can't take them with you. No. When the Lord calls you home, they're not. No. So what is your perspective on, since you use these pictures of an example, what if, what if you had the opportunity to to help somebody with these pictures, you could sell them, like that signed Alabama picture up there, I mean, and, if, and sell it to help somebody. If, if it would help save somebody's life or 
help better them, I mean, I'd like to think that I would sell sell anything I had to help right. better somebody's life. Right. But I wouldn't want it to hurt me in the process, which selling one of these pictures ain't going to hurt me at all. Right. I mean, right. other than the, the little bit of sentimental value they do have, but right. I think if I sold that Conway Twitty clock to help somebody else, it would be doing the right thing anyway. Right. Yeah. Because I know that the person that gave it to me, they would have done the same thing. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, I know that signed Alabama picture of somebody come to you and said, Cornbread, can you get that? If you sell that thing, you can get the money to help save my son's life or something like that. You'd be like, well, Lord, yeah, we'll sell that thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, my papa always used to say, if you got something that somebody else wants, you may as well get rid of it because ain't nothing good going to come from it. I remember you telling us that we had a when we lived in Rockmart, you had a boat yeah. down there in the yard. I don't think we ever used it. Right. I can't remember who always wanted it, but somebody always wanted that boat. Right. And he come over one night and bought it from you. We was like, Daddy, you selling the boat? And he was like, yeah. My papa always said, if somebody wants something that bad, you might as well go ahead and get it. Let them have it. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about selling something or if it was something that you could give away. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he always said if if you didn't, if somebody wanted something more than you, you needed to let it go because nothing good was going to come of it. One of my kind of relates to it, but one of my favorite quotes is I seen it in a video of uh, Denzel Washington giving a speech at some college, and he said that you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse because you can't take none of it with you. Believe that. So should it hold any value at all when you get it to begin with? Should it hold any any thought in your head? That I'm going to have this forever. I mean, it kind of has that. Nobody wants something that's theirs taken from them. Or have right. to give something that's theirs to somebody else. Right. So it's kind of got, it, it puts that in your head like, no, that's mine. I'm not just going to give it to somebody. Right. Well, it's like, uh, I can't remember who said it. Somebody said the other night. Dad bum, I wish I could remember who said it. Said, um. Uh, <clears throat> If if you've seen somebody trying to steal your car, would you shoot them over trying to steal your car? I don't. I don't. I don't think I would shoot somebody over trying to steal my car. No, it's just a car. Yeah, I can always. You can always get another car. Right. Or Uber. Right. I mean, if if somebody's trying to steal my car and I come up on them and they pull out a gun on me. Yeah, that, I mean, that but situation. That, that's not over the car anymore. Right. Yeah, that, that, yeah, it's not over the car but anymore. But if there's just somebody, if somebody just busts in my, breaks my window of my car and tries to unlock the door and jump in and take off, I'm not going to shoot them. Right. Yeah. It would be pointless. So, if your car, that like most cars are expensive. They are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not worth anybody's life. Mm-mm. Period. You can't put a price tag on somebody's life. Right. And you just don't let people take your stuff. Don't get what I'm saying wrong. I mean, yeah, if somebody's breaking into your car, you don't just go, that's fine. Just go ahead. Right. I'll get another one. Right. I mean, try to stop them. But but I think in most people's head, and I've thought the same thing, that uh, 
if if I seen somebody trying to take something of mine, they it's gonna be rough on them. Yeah, they gonna have to they gonna have to want something of mine to take it. Yeah, I mean, if if, if I seen somebody breaking into your truck, I'm gonna try and stop them, even though it ain't mine. Don't be taking my deep walk grease gun. I like that thing. Oh, you you'd fight over the grease gun before the truck. I got to have my grease gun, man. I got too many grease fittings at work to be greasing. <laughs> To be hand pumping. You did it boogers. all these years. How long have you been greasing up machines without a, a battery powered grease gun? Until I bought a battery powered grease gun, and I will not go back. Show sure ain't. Well, you just take mine. I'll just take yours. What you gonna do? So I'm not gonna shoot you over. I can take that. <laughs> so, so check this out. So you know how I've told you and your mom and your brother over all these years. You know, I've got this much money. It's to pay off the house if something happens to me. It's to take care of y'all if something happens to me. Yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. What is your thought about that? Just, Just the way I said it right now. You've been told that for years. What is your general perspective on that? I think that when you tell me that, I think you are putting in my head that you're trusting me with taking this certain amount of money and doing this certain task with it, and that's the best thing that you can do with it. That's what needs to be done with it in order to keep moving forward. Right. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Right. So here, here's here's been my thinking of late. So, I've taken and decided with this money to not. This this is just me thinking, processing in my head. Yeah. Have I taken and said, okay, I've got this notion that I can somehow control or provide for y'all, and and. When I'm, if I'm not here, if the Lord calls me home, the Lord is going to take care of y'all. Yeah. Have I put into your mind that, you know, God forbid any of that happen? Yeah. But have I put into your mind that Daddy is still taking care of us for right now? Because the Lord is going to provide. He's going to put you where you need to be. That's right. Money or not. Whether it's a dollar or a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, Th- that money could get just like we was just talking. It could get stole. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. That, that money, you could have that money in the bank, and when you're gone, we don't know. How, we ain't got no passwords or no nothing to get to it. Right. So it's just that money sitting there, and we can't do nothing with it anyway or anything. Right. So I mean, well, I think I think we all know that. Whether or not we've got that money or not, we're going to be put where we need to be put. We're going to be right. taken care of. Right. No matter, no matter we have money or not. Right. I mean, like I said earlier, you can always make more money. Right. Well, you know, it just, it just, I had that conversation the other night with some, some fellas and it rolled around in my head and it got on me real hard that, um, you know that I felt like that was me 
trying to have some type of control if something like that was to happen. Yeah. Right. Like as a father, you're constantly thinking of how to provide and how to give security to your family. Mm-hmm. But at the forefront, what I should be doing is telling you how your security is in the Lord before before it's in me. Right? I th- I, I think but, you've portrayed that to us enough where we know no matter what, the Lord's got us. Right. Whether or not we have money or not, we're going to make it if the Lord wants us to. Right. So... Well, I appreciate you saying that because I, it, it just sort of struck me. We was reading some stuff and talking some things over, and I, you know, I, I that just come to me in my head, and uh, it was really bothering me that uh, that I had told y'all that so many times over and over again. That this is for if something happens to me, so y'all are taken care of, and there's no way in the world that I can take care of y'all the way the Lord is going to take care of you, period. Right? Yeah. Um, and no, none of us know when, we're, when the Lord's going to call us home. No. None of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, To me, it's not hard to talk about it all. A lot of people it is. But I, but I feel, you know, I feel obligated to not be reckless and I feel obligated to, for the blessings that I I do have to to be able to ease some things, if something was to happen, you know what I mean. And that's that's truly all I wanted it to be. But I do not think I I relayed that the proper way. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, and it, it not saying that it's not or that it couldn't be, but it. It could, that could be the the Lord's way of leading us when you're gone is by telling you that, hey, have this money saved up for your family, right? For when you come home, right? That might be His way of working through you to make sure that we're still going when you're not here. Well, you know, I had so far uh, removed said money from my mind that it was untouchable. That if it was for this event that. You know, that for some reason in my mind, if it was to happen, that I didn't, you know, it wasn't even tangible for me to to help somebody. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's removed so far in my mind that... That you don't even think of it as an amount of money that you have to spend. Yeah, that I have to where I could help somebody. It's, you know, it, it goes into, for lack of better explanation, an overflow fund, you know, and... If I don't even think about it enough to, I don't think to to even hear a whisper that hey this person could use some help. Was like I said before, it doesn't take just money to help somebody, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, if old, if old Billy Bob is down on his luck and he's needing thousand dollars, it's not even dawning on you that hey I got this. Right. That I'm not doing anything with. Yeah, and it like I said, the the, the amount doesn't matter a dollar. Yeah. Ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. Fifty cents. Yeah. I mean, what, it, it don't really matter. Whatever it should be or could be. And uh, I don't think that's the right perspective of it. 
But I tell you, it's no coincidence that that was on me, <clears throat> that thinking. And we, like I said, we had this conversation a little bit when, well, we had it a lot actually when we recorded the other podcast that got lost. And um, now, now I'm look at working in that in my mind that was put on me, and it's no coincidence that it was put on me because now. As of today, we're looking at having to buy a five or six thousand dollar air conditioning unit mm-hmm. for some for my mom. Yeah, and there's not a there never would have been a second thought about it, regardless. But I know where the money's coming from, so it's not it's it's not a coincidence that that was put on me to pray about this. And to sort this out and to go to God with it and to talk with you about it and to talk with my buddy about it. It's no coincidence in the world. Right? Yeah, because now 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 you're in that now you're in that spot of right, that, giving that money to help. Right. Or keeping that money and not Right. Or just doing like Does, you've been doing do, the whole time and just not even giving that money a thought. Right. So do I mean do you see that the the work that the Lord put in me over this last week of thinking about that. Yeah. And then when it come today, do you, I mean, do you under, do you feel that? Yeah. That is no joke, man. That is no joke. The Lord puts you where you need to be in your mind and everything. If you be obedient and go to him, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I am. But if you go to him and ask him, it's it's the Lord puts work into you. God works. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do, I mean, do you feel that, Cooney? I do. Woo. You're trying to get me fired Woo. up. You, you, you're trying to get me fired <laughs> up in here. Calm down. You ain't you ain't been on one of your fired up rants in a minute though. Uh, uh, that wasn't a rant, man. That no, feels good. good. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want y'all to see when the Lord moves in me. I want I want to see when the Lord moves in y'all. I want to I want to see it when the Lord works in everybody's heart, in everybody's mind, in everybody's life. I want to share and praise it and everything He does with me. And I need to do a better job of it. I can do a better job of it every day, every day. Everybody can. Absolutely. And uh, I love the Lord. And I'm so glad he loves me. You hear me? Oh, yeah. We all do. Believe that. Man, what's up with these deer out here? I I don't mean just change gear all of a sudden, but we got to. Are we going to hunt these deer over here in the yard? We need to make that decision. if, If I'm out there one day and. I see some deer, and I'm able to go in there and grab that old bow. I might just attack them. Well, we've got a small piece of property where we live right here. About, about what? About two acres. And these deer skirt our property, and they come onto our property, right? Yeah. So we have the capability to hunt them. Right? 
Mm-hmm. But here's here's my downfall on on thinking about hunting these deer. Is with I would do it with a bow, right? I I don't feel comfortable. There's a couple of directions you should you could shoot a gun here, but if I only got a couple of directions, I'm not even trying it, right? Yeah, it's not an option to me. Uh, there's a subdivision behind our property, so here's my downfall on thinking about hunting these deer. If you shank one of these deer with a bow, and they get gone, and that joker boogies into somebody's backyard, right? What's going to come of that? I ain't never even thought about that. Right. So I can about guarantee you, without a gun, if we shank a deer, it's running off our property with a boat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Unless it's just, you know, about where you seen them this evening. I mean, they wasn't but what? He went but 20 yards from me. Off the house? Yeah. I mean, 20 yards off the house. You could literally, you could literally stay in this podcast room, in this studio, and open that window right yonder. Oh, yeah. And wait for them deer to come out right there and cross. I remember, oh, three or four years ago, when Buck first started putting a camera out there, remember, we had a four-pointer coming up in the backyard five yards from my from this window right here right we had coyotes coming up in the backyard five yards from this window yeah oh absolutely we've had foxes i've had a fox walk up on me outside remember that when i was outside feeding jake and he was like two yards from me well we told the whole baby deer story on one of the podcasts I, i had one come up in there and try to help me clean out the garage one time run in the garage so that would have been a that that would have been a weird noise to hear if we were all sitting in the house and that baby deer run up in the garage. Right. Because if I wouldn't have been there, he never would have been able to stop in time not to run into right. something. So I think the here here's here's where the question lies. To be ethical about it, right? I think you would have to the houses that adjoin the back side of this property right here. Yeah. I think you would have to go and talk to those people and say, hey, I live at this property here. I'm planning on hunting these deer mm-hmm. uh, during bow season. Or, you know, they put Paulding County into the extended archery season. So I think once... Yep. Once our archery season opens September the 11th, I think. I, b- I believe it is. You could hunt from September the 11th all the way to February 15th. Bow hunting. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a hot minute of bow hunting. That's a good minute right there. So you would have to go and talk to these, I would say, four or five houses down through there that's through the woods and say, hey, I'm thinking about hunting my property. Are you okay if I was to shoot a deer with a bow and explain to them you're not going to be anywhere in proximity of their property? When firing the bow. Right. But it is a possibility 
the this deer animal would, could make it to your property. Yeah, what is your feelings? What is your thoughts on that? I think you would have to ask that because the it is a high probability that uh, that's going to happen. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. And so I think the the question of ethics are arose right there. Is that something you would think that you should do, and if you was going to hunt these deer? From where these deer come in and stand at, I would say that it is probably the best thing because looking out that window right now, I can see the house. Yeah, you can see that house has a fence on it. That's not to say them them deer's not going to jump that fence. That house don't even have a fence on it. I thought they had a fence. No, we got that little fence running right there behind the propane tank, but that's it. Right. I mean, yeah. them, them deer walking on the other side of that fence anyway, right. going around to the other side of our house. Right. There's a they got a kennel in the backyard and that's it. Right. But uh, we we could legally hunt these deer like without even talking to anybody. But I'm telling you, you hit one of those deer with an arrow and it runs and, and it, if dies you, on if, somebody's porch. If you do not spine shoot it and paralyze it right there where you hit it, it's got potential to get to get into somebody's backyard. And there's people up through there that may not want a dead deer in their backyard. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine <laughs> being out there barbecuing, throwing the football, playing a game of horseshoes, doing whatever it may be, and then here comes a deer running in your backyard, and you've seen what them broadheads do. Uh, gruesome. And it's just gruesome. Pouring blood, and that thing falls over on your cornhole board <laughs> you know what i mean yeah wild regardless i'm gonna start feeding them yeah but as of right now i don't believe i'm gonna hunt them but i do believe i'm gonna go talk to some people and get their thoughts on it those people that live in these houses that are back behind us and get their thoughts on because there's a good bit of woods in between us and them houses. Yeah, because those woods right there run. If you look at it on the map, run all the way around to that Ellsbury Mountain. Right. So there's a good bit of woods right there. And uh, if there's a few people, you know, up through there that don't really mind it, they may look at me like, whoa, you a dumb hillbilly hick, redneck. Get out of my yard. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, who knows? But I think that's your only option when you're hunting in close proximity uh, to some other houses and stuff. You got to be mindful of them. You know, the ethics don't just lie with the animal. It lies with the other people around you, too, that you know it's going to affect. Yeah. Like, I know these, these two houses right here to the left of us, they've got their backyard fenced in, but... Yeah. Who's to say that deer can't jump that fence? Yeah, I, I don't think anything, anything to the to the north side of us would be an issue. It's going to be all this this corner back, the back side of the house, mm-hmm. kind of funneling up that way. Right. Because they're they're if we do if we was to hunt them they would be they would be shot right here in right. the back corner. Right. And so. 
I, th- I think that's what we need to do. Let's take let's take a get the Onyx map and uh, show show on Instagram the Onyx map and and get some opinion of some other people and say would they hunt it? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what we need to would do. Would they hunt that spot? Because I'm going to tell you right now, son, these people in Atlanta are in Fulton County, Georgia, that kill some horses, dude. Oh, yeah. And they ain't hunting nothing but quarter-acre tracks, eighth of an acre track. I mean, they, they've got per- permission to hunt these little these right-of-ways and the back, you know, the back of people's lots. And I know for a fact them deer are running off where they're hunting. You know what I'm saying? And oh, going yeah. on the other properties, going into people's backyards, probably their front yards, crossing roads, crossing streets, and everything else. There's people that do it. Oh, yeah. There's people that do it. There was a boy in, what was it, Cobb County? Killed a really big buck. Ain't that what it was? I mean, they killed him in G-O-N. They killed him in Cobb, Fulton. But he he killed it like in the back of a neighborhood. And yeah. It was just one of the biggest deer I've ever, you'd ever seen in your life. Right, yeah. that I mean, that happens all the time. It, these deer right here are huntable. Yeah. But for me, I want to talk to those people over yonder and decide, you know, get... I mean, for safety if, reasons, if, if really. If they're open to it. I'm cool with it. If if somebody gives a little backlash, hey, I got plenty of places to hunt. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it would be pretty cool to have a little blind out here, have a little spot to hunt if you ain't got but an hour or two in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you get home in the evening early, you get off early. I'm going to go on home and get in the blind. You know what I mean? Yeah. If those if those folks is open to it, let's do that. We'll put that on Instagram and get some opinions. Yeah, on some folks. I know there's going to be a lot to say yes, but I want to hear why yes, and I want to hear why no. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of times people hear yes, they're like, "All right, good, time to go." That's right. But nobody really knows why yes. It could right. be yeah, because I know the joy of hunting with my daddy. I used to hunt with my daddy. Right. And everybody up through there in them houses might be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. They might, they, they might just say yes for the possibility of a dead deer running up in their yard to be able to see it. <laughs> um, you know, hey, let me, let me get a back strap. Let me get a hind yeah. quarter. You know, shoot chill. We'll, uh, we'll do that regardless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that feeder out there, see what kind of pictures we get. Yeah. See what kind of bucks are back there. I know them three does are working that hard right there. See what kind of. They got to be a buck or two. Might be old sad. Might be old sad daddy come rolling up through there. Might be. Well, all right, Ratchaloon. All righty. That's all I got. I believe that's all I got. You need to hit your workout. I don't put that work in, son. Oh, I know what time is. It's late at night, you know. Yeah, you need to get bed, your work out. Bedtime and stuff, bed. Well, I'm done. <laughs> you got anything? No, I reckon that's that's about it. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces.